When Lisa was 13, she wrote a poem, and she titled it Two-Timer. Two-Timer. Girl meets boy, boy meets girl. Boy's annoyed because girl meets girl. Boy gets killed, girls go home. And that is the end of this stupid poem. That's Lisa sharing some teenage poetry. I'm Dan Meisner, and this... This, right now, is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing? It is so nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live at the Broadway Theater in Saskatoon, we have a crush on an unlikely celebrity, a Catholic school sex ed quiz, a surprising reaction to a wart, and much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and by looking back at who we were, this stuff can help us better understand who we are today. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. Lots of teenagers have crushes, and a lot of teenage crushes are on celebrities. When our next reader, Carmody, was 17, she had a crush on the actor Gary Oldman, and she wrote about him in her diary. August 10th, 1997. This is my first entry with my scratchy pen, which I bought today. I have just eaten some excellent pepperoni and drank some excellent cream soda. I am also reading an excellent Stephen King book, and all is going very excellent. (laughs) Early tomorrow morning, we head out for Victoria, and we should be there in time for breakfast, and Kelly and I are very excited at the prospect of going to the Wax Museum again. This will be our third trip. Personally, I am rather excited to go to Monroe's Books and Murchie's Cafe. Mmm, Marie Antoinette cake. Mmm. I am also vastly looking forward to going to the mall or to the nearest video store to buy a mortal beloved. Oh, how I have waited for this day. (laughs) Gary Oldman is just superb as an actor and my current flame. He can do any accent as if he were one of the locals, and I have always admired and respected him for that. But now, ever since I saw Air Force One one week ago today, I've been happily in lust and titillation with him. He has replaced all of the other men in my life. I just cannot stop thinking about him, though I am quite a bit better than I was a few days ago. In Kamloops, I imagined that I was his escort for some new film he had made, and we were attending the premiere. I practiced my smiles and hairdos, all naked, of course, because I was waiting for the deluxe tub to fill up. I imagined some magazines showing a picture of Gary and I and saying something about me being Gary's new woman or whatever. 
I also imagine Cosmopolitan or Vogue having a printed interview by Mies saying, Carmody Wilson talks about her career, new movie, and life with Gary. <laughs> Then, once the tub was full, I climbed in and pretended that it was Gary's guest bathtub <laughs> and that he had come in and was harassing me. <laughs> once we were at the bed and breakfast, we got these blue robes that smelled slightly musty. <laughs> I imagined that the one I was wearing, naked, of course, was Gary's, and that I had stolen it after my shower after we'd fooled around. There's a small need for discretion here, diary dear. Anyway, the long and short of it is, I love him dearly and cannot wait to see him in all the movies I possibly can. XOXO. Carmody. Thank you. Our next reader, Hank, shared a few entries from the journal he kept in grade three. And not just any three entries, but three consecutive entries from three consecutive days. And if you listen closely, you'll hear a progression. February 2nd. Dear Diary slash journal, or whatever I call it, my teacher told us to write in here about things. But she said it was private, so if she isn't going to look in here, then how does she know that I wrote in here? This is stupid and dumb. <laughs> February 3rd. Teacher told us to write things that make us angry, make us happy or scared, or feelings. So the girl who's in front of my desk hits me in the arm sometimes, and it hurts me. She has two pigtails in her hair. I'm unsure why they're called pigtails because she doesn't look much like a pig. I told my dad that she hits me and he said that she did it because she likes me and I said that if she liked me then she wouldn't make my arm hurt and then he said that when he was in grade three or grade four he used to pull girls' hair and that if I was to try it next time that maybe she would stop hurting me. February 4th, I pulled her hair. And she hit me in the face more than once, and it hurt, but I didn't cry. I told her to stop hitting me all the times, and then she got really mad and called me a pussy. A pussy? I don't know what that means. Thank you. Our next reader, Kim, went to Catholic school. And when she was in grade eight, Kim and her classmates went through something called Teen Aid, which is a chastity-focused sex ed program. 
And as part of the Teen Aid program, Kim had to take a quiz. Question number one. Chastity is blank. (laughs) My response, not having sex before marriage. I was awarded half points because I missed staying in control. That's real hard. Um, Little note from my teacher here. It says, remember, arousal is not equal to chastity. I'm still not sure what that means. Uh, Question number two. STD stands for, my response, sexually transmitted disease, full points. Question number three, rules for chastity and STDs. Name the three alls. My response, all clothes on, all the way, all the time. (laughs) Name the three ennies. Don't let anyone at any time get anywhere between you and your clothes. Full points. Question number four. What are the two A's for chastity? My response, avoid arousal. (laughs) Full points. Question number five. Set your standards, blank, you date, and blank, buy them. My response, set your standards before you date and stand by them. Full points. Final question, question number six. List the missing levels in the dating pyramid. There are six levels. Right? Or number one, group dating. Number two, double dating. Number three, casual dating. Number four, courtship. Number five, engagement. And number six, marriage. Full points. Thank you. I love it when a reading is educational and entertaining. That was great. When Danny was 14, she was in love with a boy. And as a way of working through her feelings, Danny wrote him a love letter. And what you need to know is that Danny wrote this letter, but never actually gave it to the boy, which is why she has it now and can read it for all of us. Please welcome Danny to our stage. A quick heads up Danny uses some cuss words in her letter, which we do not bleep. There's your heads up. Here's Danny. Wednesday, January 5th, 2000, 11.33 p.m. (laughs) Dear Tyler, since yesterday, nothing much else has happened. (laughs) Yet I find myself totally deep in this stance of wanting to see you, wanting to talk to you, or even hear about you. 
I've heard some stuff, like you act the same with, way with other girls that you do towards me. Now you know if you do that, it's kind of disappointing because like, I thought I was special. <laughs> Maybe even to you. So you seem pretty happy that Crystal got the shit kicked out of her. Do you still plan on phoning her all the time? <laughs> she always bitches at me whenever she finds out I talk to you on the phone. So do you talk to her the same way on the phone as you talk to me? This is like really pissing me off because you send me such mixed up signals. <laughs> I start thinking one thing and then without a doubt you're sure to change my mind right away. But I guess it's just who you are, hey? So, do you like my pink hair? <laughs> you know what I just realized? That I say way more courageous stuff to you than I used to. I like this better than the shy me. God, you're hot. <laughs> I try so many ways to get you to notice me, like my shiny pants. That was pretty brave. And beating up Carly. And then dyeing my hair pink. You know, there are other guys that I could go out with, but I don't love them like I love you. And no, I don't mean love as in in love. I mean, I care about you. This does sound kind of corny, but I do think it might be happening. I think I may be falling in love with you. I will wait for you until I know absolutely that you hate me. <laughs> oh, I, really do, I really do get the feeling that you like me. But even if you don't, can you just keep doing everything you're doing now? Because at least that gives me this crazy idea that maybe someday I could have you. I really don't have anything else to say except I love you. I think. Lots of love, Danny. P.S. I might give you this someday. Or read it in front of 400 people 18 years later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a little follow-up here, guys. Sunday, January 9th, 2000, 1.16 a.m. Dear Tyler, as I said in the last letter, I don't want to get into the habit of apologizing to you, and I won't. You're a total prick. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. Anybody who can be charming and sweet one day and then bitchy and annoying the next is obviously too much of a prick for me to give a chance. So I won't. I'm not giving you any more chances. I'm sick of you constantly playing these little games with my heart and mind. Uh, from now on, I'm playing it safe. No more of this. What if Tyler doesn't like it? From this point on, it's for Danny and no one else. <laughs> I might still melt every time I see you, but that's just something that I can't control. If you do ever uh, decide to ask me out, I might be able to persuade myself to say yes. But until then, I'm taking the safe way out. Lots of love, Danny. P.S. God, you're hot.
for something that was described to me as a love letter, that was surprisingly violent. <laughs> When I was a kid, I remember feeling really conflicted about going to the doctor's office. Because on one hand, it was really exciting. A trip to the doctor meant that I didn't have to go to school, which was kind of fascinating because I got to see what happened out in the world at a time of day when I was supposed to be in school. It was like peeking into another universe, this grown-up universe, and I loved that. But along with that fascination was the flip side of going to the doctor, which was fear. Specifically, the fear that a trip to the doctor might mean a needle. I was terrified of needles. When our next reader, Mackenzie, was in grade six, she went to the doctor to have a wart removed. And she wrote about it in her school journal. Yesterday, I got my wart removed. I left volleyball practice early. I was sort of worried about it. First, Dr. Ivan Jen gave me a freezing needle in my thumb. Then he started zapping my wart with this electricity stick and smoke was coming up. It didn't hurt. The only thing that hurt was when I felt the needle medicine being squeezed into me. After zapping my wart, he took this not very sharp, tiny metal tool, pushed and my wart fell to the ground. There was only tiny roots left, so he zapped those too. Now I have a holy thing that will turn into a scab, fall off, and then I'll have a normal hand again. <laughs> Side note, the wart that fell on the floor, I actually kept. I put it in an envelope and I took it home. <laughs> After my appointment, I went to track practice. My friend Gabrielle was so excited to be the first one to see my wart. <laughs> Everyone else just cringed. My dad picked me up from track practice. He made me macaroni with ketchup and mustard beans. I also got a flavored water. Overall, I had a great day. <laughs> My mom is really excited for the long weekend. I like long weekends, dot, dot, dot. Just it gets boring having all that time on my hands. <laughs> my ward is on display under a microscope in my classroom. I think it's really cool, dot, dot, dot. But Colin and Claire M. say they're going to barf. I only get grossed out by old food. Thank you. There are a lot of complicated feelings that teenagers have, among them jealousy. And Lise is going to share some diary entries written at 13 years old at a time in her life when she says she was feeling pretty mad at her quote-unquote pretty friend for getting attention from boys. We're going to hear Lise read some of those entries right now. Please welcome her to our stage. 
A quick heads up, Lisa's diary includes some cuss words, which we do not bleep. It also acknowledges the existence of sex and teenage sexuality and drugs and alcohol. And I think that's it. There is your heads up. Here's Lise. Today in choir, we sang three songs. I'm still only lip syncing, but no one can tell. (laughs) Except God, but he appreciates me not singing too. We smoked in the bathroom before we went back to the pews. We put the cigarettes out on the toilet seat, but I assume we should have just flushed them instead. I bet those marks are gonna last forever. Then we sprayed a whole can of that Glade spray that old ladies use to cover their poop smell. I have such a crush on Mitch. I also occasionally like Dustin, but just for his looks. His personality is totally disgusting. On Wednesday, we were at youth group at the golf course, and me and Tanya and Tamara and Dustin were sitting in the ditch across the street from Rob's, and we watched Rob and Joel as they walked around his living room in their underwear. I think they knew we were watching them, though, because they started stripping. He's so fucking hot, I want to fuck him so bad. I think Mitch is going to ask Tanya out again, which really pisses me off, because she's had so many chances. She's just too immature to be dating, and of course he'd never even think of going out with me, because look at me. I'd give anything to lose weight and have all the guys drool over me like they do with Tanya. It makes me so mad. She thinks making out is all there is to dating, but it's not. I probably wouldn't even make out with my boyfriend before we got married because I'd be too embarrassed. (laughs) That substitute Mrs. Hardy is a rude cunt. Me and Tanya went on a bike ride. Then we saw Mitch and Dustin and Joseph, and we went to the golf course to watch them smoke weed. They were begging Tanya to do it, but of course not me. Those assholes. Do they think my fat is going to suck up all their weed? (laughs) Holy crap. I just realized that what we've been doing at our sleepovers for the past two years is called masturbating. I know what masturbating is, but I never thought of it like that. We just, we just thought we were humping pillows. I think I'm supposed to stop now that I know what it is. Well, you know what? No. Thank you. All the while, I'm trying to figure out where in the dating pyramid that fits. is grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. Our show was recorded live at the Broadway Theater in Saskatoon and produced 
by Jenna Meisner. Olivia Nashmi is our associate producer. Our music is by Poddington Bear and Lullatone. Our closing theme is Oh Dear Diary by Sloan. If you want to know about upcoming live events, the best thing you can do is join our email newsletter. Just visit grownups.fm and click newsletter. That way you will be the first to know when we're coming to your town. That's grownups.fm and click newsletter. I'm Dan Meisner. Thanks for listening. and titillation with him. (laughs) 